Hey guys. It's been a while. We don't know how to use the computer anymore. Technical difficulty. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gilman, Sally Canine Training, and the lovely Joel. And here we are for another week of What Would Jeff Do? Where we answer your dog training questions and you write your question in the box. Joel reads it and then I answer it. And a lot of the questions, we don't have time for full explanations. So a lot of them are really, really short and quick. Mm. Um, but we've got 5,000 videos, 50,000 posts for you to fall back on. And you could easily then just refer back to them. Also, we offer one-on-ones. And a lot, of the, a lot of the questions that people ask, you'll notice, are on how to stop unwanted behaviors. You know, how do you stop? How do you stop? How do you stop? How do you stop? So what you'll do is you'll see that a lot of our um, answers are correction-based. I use the word punishment. Punishment is the opposite of, of, of reward. It's not, you're not mad, you're not angry, you're, you're not upset. It's just, it's just no consequence and then move on. Mm -hmm. um, it's not this long drawn out thing. Um, and, you know, so oh, not too many people will ask us how to teach a basic command because I'll be like, just watch a video on that. There's so many videos, not just our videos, but tens of thousands of videos on all your basic commands and, and, and whoever you learn from on your basic commands, it's most likely going to work. Um, and then we do a seminar series called Jeff Gelman Seminars, where we tour around right now just the U.S. We can't even go to Canada. Um, we can't, can't go overseas. You know, travel restrictions are starting to, starting to finally you know, yeah, there's up. a lot of hoops you have to jump through. There's so, so many things, but even Canada, the Canadian border is still closed. Yeah, still closed. So um, you'll ask your questions. It's been a, it's been a great week. A lot of new dogs. A lot of new dogs. A lot of great progress happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like we have a lot of German Shepherds in. We do. One, two, three. Yeah, it's like German Shepherd week. A lot of German Shepherds. Yeah, yeah. With a with a host of with a host of issues too. Um, so many of them are struggling. I think we're actually talking about doing a basic, um, a basic, uh, obedience. obedience class. So many folks are just struggling with just the basics, literally just starting out with like, like how to teach just all your basic commands, dog training 101. We've thought about yeah. doing a class with no dogs, just answering Q and A's like literally live in person. I think mm. so many folks are just, they're lost and no fault of theirs, no fault of theirs at all. Um, a lot of misinformation out there just on the basics and just how to set your house up, you know, just how to set your house up, um, you know, for success, how to set your dog up for success, how to set your life up for success, your training program, your kids, your family, you know, just everything, just everything. I think it's important that, that folks, um, do the proactive training yeah. instead of being reactive. Oh, now my dog is waiting too long, Yeah, waiting too long. A lot of folks have. Um, no fault of theirs. They just, they don't think they can start training it you know, the minute they get the dog, whether it's eight weeks or, or eight years old, mm -hmm. you can start, you know, training protocols. They're obviously a little bit different at eight weeks than they are at eight years, but you know, the structure and um, uh, uh, guidance is um, um, uh, uh, leadership is in consequences. It, they're still there. There's, there's different, different degrees. And it all depends on the dog's behavior too. So, all right. Let's get going. Here we go. Um, let's see. Julie Starnes. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Sending love. Hey, Julie. Love you. Hey, Another Julie. Great trainer out there. Just fighting the good fight. That's for sure. Jason. Hey, Jeff. Great to see you. Long, long time no see. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I've been, I've been here every week. I think we missed. Oh, yeah. We missed you last night. Just something came up last night. It was a, it was a scheduling scheduling thing you know that just came up all was last minute too and i hate doing that i hate doing that and um i'm like oh well i'm flying to chicago at four o'clock tomorrow morning i gotta leave for the airport and let me get a let me get a show in tonight so so we get a we squeaked a show in tonight even though we're pressed for time we just wanted to make sure we got out there um Lori says hello hey how are you karen hi jeff and joelle love you both oh wow karen's here Helga says, hello, J&J. Hey, Helga. Real potential, having that same issue with my client now. Which which issue? I don't know. Probably the basics, okay. like setting your house up for success and things like that. Yeah, that's a big that's a big issue right now. And I think a lot of trainers, we can look at it like, you know, two ways. But in so many ways, it's really not the owner's fault. You know, they just don't know. So that's our job is to teach them. Next. Sandra... I've leash 
leash. I've trained dogs, but are nine month puppies waiting too long? Do Chihuahua, Dachshund, Jack Russell mix? I haven't been able to train him. We fell at one and a half year olds and I, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Um, we fell off at one half year old. I'm seven months pregnant. Do you have any advice for me? I'm not sure what the question is. I'm not sure either. So leash training your dog. It sounds like she got lax with the training. Right. Okay. So, so congratulations on your pregnancy. You know, definitely want to go into um, baby proofing. I've got very, very strict protocols on baby proofing. Number one, you want to make sure you've got lots of structure. You teach your dog the place command. You, I would start downloading baby sounds right now. Teach your dog place. Teach your dog the out command. Um, I mean, there's so many protocols for for baby proofing. The biggest issue is that dogs can resource guard the baby. I've seen that so many times where like owners can't even pick up their own child because the dog guards it. it. Usually starts out cute. A lot of bad behaviors do start out cute. Um, what I always tell a lot of um, uh, uh, New, potentially new owners or people that have just um, new new moms and dads or uh, um, uh, to if they're expecting or if they're already given birth is to do a one-on-one -on -one because you don't want to you don't want to have problems later because you're just so exhausted so better to be proactive now next Angie, we rescued a Wheaton Terrier two years ago, and since day one, he charges the door when my husband leaves the house or when he gets up from a chair. My husband has been so patient, but it's frustrating. So the dog charges after the husband? Sounds like it. So, you know, again, you need an effective no. You need an effective no. So, again, the question is, you know, a lot of these questions boil down to how do you stop? You know, so how do you stop a certain behavior? So, you know, that's something like that. Again, right now, it doesn't sound like it's terrible. Yet, yes. but it can be. It, it can. It can get. Um, it can get bad. So, no remote collar. No, you know, bonker. No, you know, keep the dog on a long line and set it up and have the dog race down there and have be ready on the long line and ready to go back and and that's good. Your your husband can say no to run and bonk the dog. I mean, there's so many different things. If you don't know what a bonker is, just look it up. And it's it's you know, it's made for very, very specific things. Um, and it's a soft cotton towel. So it's no big deal. If you don't know what it is, I've got videos on how to make a bonker next. Sarah, my sister-in-law's five month old mini poodle is already resource guarding food and biting and latching on. Yeah. I showed her your bonking video, but she's asking if her dog is too young for a mini educator, five months old. So no, no, it's not. I, I think this is the thing is like, it's more about the training protocol than the tool. The mm -hmm. tool tool will definitely help leverage, but there's also a lot of misinformation out there on how to fix resource guarding. And actually a lot of the information out there actually says, it doesn't say to do this, but actually does teach resource guarding. And let me give you a great example. So if you are told when your dog, and dogs can resource guard anything, not just food, not just food bowls. It's common for food, but dogs can resource guard um, your dog can be fine around the food bowl, but resource guard like a leaf, a dog bed, a dog toy, this little cheap a person, a, a person um, space, um, a twig, you know, anything, anything the dog feels valuable, they can resource guard. And some of it's irrational to us. So um, what a lot of people are told is, let's use the food bowl as an example. If you've got a dog, when you walk up to it and it growls over the food bowl, people are told to take some higher value, some HVTs, higher value treats or HVRs, higher value rewards, and throw them to the side. And the dog goes to the side and it allows you to get the bowl. But if you really think about it logically, and I really am trying to bring common sense back to dog training, is that is what happens is someone will, the dog will go, I'm growling over the food bowl and all of a sudden wonderful treats, yummy treats show up. Just think about that. Just think about it. Think about it that way. All right. Next. Sarah, I already read that. Helga, what tools do you use on a barker? So there's a lot of different tools you can use. I mean, the big question, the big question is when you're not home, when nobody is home, how do you stop a dog from barking? Right. That's the big question. So that's where a remote bark collar. So it's an automatic bark collar. It goes off automatically. Um, um, 
when nobody's there. If you're there, you can use any tool, like any tool. I mean, a, a bonker, a remote collar, um, a leash with a prong collar. Um, all depends if the dog's barking when it's in the crate. Is it barking when it's walking? Um, you know, um, the bottom line is you need to use an aversive. So, you know, just think of it this way is you're not going to reward the dog out of an unwanted behavior. You know, so it all depends on your skill set. It all depends on your availability of tools. It all depends on your budget for these tools. Um, but it has to be in aversive, something the dog, you know, unwanted behavior, uncomfortable um, reaction comes from you. And remember, it's never out of anger. It's just a matter of fact. It's no, no is your marker word. There's something called a marker, a yes marker, and a no marker. And no is your no marker. And historically, something unpleasant follows up with that. But it's not, it's, you know, moment. It takes one second to do. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. How hey, are Kathy. you? Jason. Hello, Jeff. Longtime listener. First time caller. Oh, thanks. Had questions about my touch sensitive cattle mix. She gets very excited when pet or touch starts to spin around and rub over us. Yes. She'll hold a sit great, but you can, but you can tell she wants to break command. Any protocols on this type of sensitivity training? Thanks. She's e-collar trained and prong. But the dog's allowing them to pet the dog. I think she just gets too excited though. She starts to spin. Oh, like, so she doesn't like, she can't take affection without getting crazy. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh. So believe it or not, you can correct that. And it sounds so crazy. It sounds so crazy, but you know, you know, I think that, you know, there's, there's a way to get, you know, if it's bothering you, I mean, if it's bothering you, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world that your dog spins around with affection, but you know, they could be like, it could be crazy. It could be just like out of control. Mm -hmm. um, that's why a lot of times in some of our videos, you'll see our goods being neutral. We'll just say good, or we'll lightly touch the dog's head for two reasons. Number one, good is just a marker for us. It's not as much of a reward. It's just a, it's just a marker. And if we get too excited, the dog goes crazy mm -hmm. or we can get bit. So we have dogs that if we say good to, and say we want to use um, a food reward. You, you, this, this is what baffles a lot of folks is you can have a food reward in your hand because we use food for training and you go to deliver the food reward and the dog could bite you. And it's like, but I'm delivering you a food reward. The dog doesn't look at it that way. The dog looks at it as like- Pressure. Is like pressure. It's, it's not, pressure it's not that somebody dog. hit the dog. It's that like, that they just see this thing coming towards them. Um, next. Charles says, hi all. Oh, hey Charles, how are you? Aubrey, my neighbor's dog is extremely reactive toward my dog. I avoid them at all costs yeah. and always look through the peephole to make sure we're not in the hallway together. Right. My dog used to completely ignore him. Last night, we were coincidentally in the hallway at the same time, and my dog did a long, deep growl back in response. What is a realistic expectation for my dog? I think that's not so bad. So if your dog stayed in a heel position, did a growl, what, what I would do is if you're friendly with your neighbor, you can ask, you know, would you like to role play this? You know, if your neighbor actually cares, if your neighbor actually cares about it, you can be like, sounds like you live in an apartment building, obviously, if you're talking about hallways and neighbor um, and peepholes. Um, so I think that that it's ask your neighbor, would you like to role play this? And you just role play these these walk bys, these walk bys with each other. Um and, and and try that and try that. But to me, that's not so bad. You could have corrected the growling though. Next. Sandra Lynn said, I have a baby that's one, so it's harder. Oh, to train her puppy on the leash. I think you like went on like I think you answered that kind of so if you got a baby, uh, a baby that's one, you can obviously the baby takes a nap. Um, hopefully, if not, oh my gosh, you know, um <laughs> kudos to you. Um during nap time, you can work on your dog training while the while the baby is up. You can work on the place duration command. You can also put the baby in a sling and work the dog. I mean, I think there's videos out there of me back when 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 Angela was a baby, um, um, and even when Romy was a baby yeah. um, of of them in a sling. And I would I would actually I've done a whole seminar with it with a with a baby, you know you know you know uh, on me. Um, and what you can do is you just have to be creative. Um, if there's another adult in the house, maybe they can pick up the slack on that. Um, I mean, you're already, you know, being a mom, as you know, is a full-time job. And, um, but I think if you turn dog training into a lifestyle and um, instead of just like, I've got to get my 30 minutes in, um, but then again, 
you know, if you just did like two 15 minute sessions a day, and then when you took the baby out for a walk, you also walk the dog and then do the rest on duration time, do some out, outdoor, you know, fetch or whatever. If you've got a fenced in yard, if not, put the dog on a long line. Um, you can always get yourself a get, get yourself a treadmill. Treadmills are great for dogs. Um, there's a lot of things you can do, but I think, you know, as a new mom, you know, uh, and a soon to be mom, I think again, um, I think you just have to, you have to just do, you have family first. You have to take care of your family next. Um, Diana. Hi there. I cannot convince my nine month old Rottweiler to stop jumping on people. Trainers have worked on it too. Should I just get an e-collar? Um, no, no, no. You're not trying to convince your dog to, um, Stop to stop, you're, you're just going to correct your dog for jumping. So I've got a video on how to stop a dog from jumping. It works every single time. It's worked with us every single time. I demonstrated it at all my seminars and um, dogs stop jumping. Like we don't have dogs jumping on us here. We just don't. We just don't. I mean, I can't remember the last time a dog jumped on me. Um, I think that's one of those things that a lot of people will say we're working on it and they just don't have the right um, answer yet. So what I would do is just um, watch that video, apply it. It works. Next. Denise. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Happy Thursday. Oh, happy. Yeah. Happy Thursday. You're right. I almost at the beginning of the show. I almost said Wednesday. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Aubrey, last night we were, oh, I already read that. Emily, I followed your suggestion to keep our setter pup in place much longer. And she's put up a fuss about it, but she'll lay down mm -hmm. a nap until we tell her she can get up. Excellent. Good. Also, the finger trainer came from e-collar recently, and that's been a game changer for good. us. Good. Good. Yeah. The finger, there's a little finger clicker for the e-collar, which helps a lot of people. Um, folks that are in wheelchairs, it helps dramatically. I had a uh, client that only had one hand, and it helped him dramatically. Um, folks with dexterity issues, it helps dramatically. Um, and all, all it is, is it's literally a ring. It's a, it's a, it's a ring that goes on your finger and then you can just push, put, push a little bu button. You can't go up and down on your, um, yeah, that's the hard on part. the intensity, but I mean, once you've got with, if you're on correction level or, or, or it's trained, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a game changer, definitely a game changer. Real potential clients not wanting to be cautious, not wanting to slash be cautious starting early with their puppy. Oh, we train their older rescue and they surprise us with a puppy and want training, but don't want to set the boundaries. Okay. So then what you have to do is you have to say, well, then I, unfortunately I can't work with your puppy. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, you can explain to them, first of all, ask them why, why? And usually people, you know, human nature is human nature is it's because boundaries equal meanness. Right. It's like, but, but everybody needs boundaries. All humans need boundaries. Animals need boundaries. It's a natural occurrence in, in the world. Our boundaries, society needs boundaries. Um, in order to function in society, boundaries need to be put in place. Um, you know, your kids need boundaries. I think, you know, we need boundaries as in relationships. We need boundaries, you know, as just human beings with ourselves. Um, uh, um, whether it's physical fitness or, 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 you know, eating or mental health, I think, you know, I think boundaries are important. So, but when it comes to your dog, you know, the kindest thing you can do with your dog, especially at the beginning of its life, let alone older, you know, is set boundaries. Yeah. Like you might as well as, put it this way. You are, <laughs> they are setting boundaries, no boundaries like exactly. that, they, they, like they are. And then it's that much harder later on to instill them because the dog's already like, well, I've already been doing what I right, want. Like, right. Why the, would I change right. now? The boundary is you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. You can do what you want until it becomes annoying and then you can't. But instead of like just being proactive. So you're better off, they're better off being proactive than reactive, but ask them why. Ask them why. Next. Sandra Lynn said, thank you so much, guys. Oh, you're welcome. Angie said, yes. Yes. Aubrey, he's never responded back before, and now I'm worried, but it also seems reasonable that he might be sick of my neighbor's dog. Oh, for growling. You know what, Aubrey? I think you nailed it on the head right there. And Aubrey, first of all, congratulations on your like your progression, because Aubrey's been really kicking it, kicking ass. She's been doing really, really well. Yeah. 
Danielle, I'm coming to your seminar this weekend. I'm excited to meet you and have you teach me how to handle my boy and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Are we supposed to just go in the facility when we arrive? Yes, you, you should have gotten an email. And what you do is you... Um, uh, I'm sure you'll have somebody checking people in. Yep, exactly. Someone will help you, don't worry. Angie said thank you. You're welcome. Brittany, um, I have a dog that literally overnight has started growling at both of my dogs whenever I take them out of the house. I've taken two, three dogs to get groomed monthly for years, and all of a sudden, my two-year-old kind of corso will not allow them in the house for about a day after that happens. A day? So I have to keep her separated. Kavit to that, if I take my corso out of the house, she will growl and snarl at the dogs waiting for her at home. If I take them all out together, they are fine. Is she resource guarding the house? Yes. Yes. Also, your dog is two now. It's a corso, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've got yourself a power breed. You've got yourself a protection breed. You've got yourself, which is no excuse. Like it's still unacceptable, but it's no surprise. So what you want to do is um, correct the dog. No, correct. You won't make it worse. Right now, think about it this way. The lack of correction is a reward. So you're saying it's okay to do this. No fault of yours. You didn't know what to do. That's why you're on the show. Um, no, so no fault of yours. The, the lack of the correction, though, is saying it's okay to do it. So you need to make sure that the dog understands that it's, it's actually, you know what? It's actually not okay to do it. It's actually not okay to do it. Next. Jay, maybe sounds silly, but I'm switching my dog to a raw diet. I know safe food handling with prep and whatnot, but can me or my spouse or niece get sick if my dog licks them after eating? Um, <laughs> That's always like the number one debate with raw feeders. I, I, I'm sure anything could happen. I mean, think about what's in kibble and dogs eat like shit off the ground. All I was going to say dogs eat poop off the ground and then lick owners. Dogs eat like dead animals. I don't want my dogs licking me. In dogs general, eat like all kinds of garbage. I mean, also dry kibble could have salmonella in it too. There's been tons and tons of recalls. We can only speak from personal experience. I've never gotten sick from my dog kissing me and he's on a raw diet. So it's not even just kissing you. It's just like licking your hand and then you touch your face right. or, or you, you bite I'm just your, not big on like West licking nails. my face. Like right. I don't let him do that. Right. Though. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure anything could happen, yeah. but I think there's the, the, the health benefits of feeding raw most likely are going to outweigh any potential something you can get. As far as safe food handling, you'd be surprised what dogs can eat. That's what has always blown my mind with raw, though, because, like, how many people will prep their own chicken or steak in the kitchen? But for some reason, when it's dog food, they're like, oh, my God. It's like it's the same. It's human grade food. You're not taking roadkill off the street and putting it on your. On your but even if you did, like, you'd be surprised. I mean, I mean, animals eat roadkill. No, I know. But everyone's like, oh, it's gross to do it like in your kitchen. It's like, well. You prep raw meat probably every day if you on eat a cutting meat. And, right on a cutting board or a counter. Right. right. So for for people that are that are meat eaters, and there's many people that are that are that are on an all plant based diet that still feed their dog me meat meat. <laughs> like, and, I don't eat meat. And and you know, you can have a separate meat prep area for your dogs if you want to. But yeah. you'd be surprised how dogs can eat like even spoiled meat. I'm not saying you should feed your dog spoiled meat. I'm just saying you'd be surprised the gut of a dog. Next. 999 Top Chat from Dino. I've worked with my dog through two kids over four years, and he understands the rules, and we haven't seen signs of aggression in years. Still, there's a good bit of panting, though. Is there, is there good and bad panting? Correct? Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of different reasons why a dog pants. Like, after we play Chuck It, my dogs are panting. After we, I mean, even just going outside on some of these days, just walking around outside, dogs can pant. They cool off. Um, dogs can pant when they're excited. Dogs can pant when they're stressed. Dogs can pant when they're anxious. Dogs can pant when they're, there's so many reasons why dogs can pant. And when they're uncomfortable, they can start panting when they're nervous. Um, um, so I think that, that you can, you don't want to stop cooling off panting, that's for sure. But stress panting, you actually can stop. You actually can stop. And it actually works and it actually helps. So um, we have dogs all the time that will like 
will be in a down physically, but not mentally. And their head is up like this and they're panting. And we have them do a double down, which is like just, just, just to, you know, going into a physical relaxed state. And then what follows that is a mental relaxed state. And then, and then after that, what, what will happen is, is now the dog is learning to be more calmer, be more calmer. So, you know, if, if say the kids are, always hugging the dog and it stresses out the dog. You might want to have the kids not do that. I'm not a big fan of children hugging dogs in general, but your dog is probably saying, you know, it's like, you know, this is a little bit too much for me. Next. Steve C. Hey, Jane J. Do you have any issue with using the e-collar tone paired with verbal for a come command? No, no. As long as like your tone could be your actually in replace of your verbal if you want to. The, who asked that? Steve. Steve, does it work? That's all that matters. It's not whether I have a problem with it or not. Does it work? That's all that matters. And does it work when the dog's in drive? Like chasing, like chasing something. That's all that matters. Next. Katie, hey, thanks for all you do. Two-year-old Aussie Mix, super overexcited when she sees other dogs on the walk. Doesn't care about other dogs in the house or the yard, just the walk. Mm. Use the bonker to stop reactivity in the house, mm -hmm. but the bonker on the walk doesn't have an effect. Tried low-level continuous sim, used high, held it down. Neither one does anything. She still holds a loose leash. She just spins and whines and is super embarrassing. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's more. She said, can some, and then it got cut off. Yeah. So I think you're probably, you definitely want to do momentary, uh, higher on your walk, not continuous. Um, number one, number two, you might be missing the loading stage. Um, that's probably what, Always what the timing it's, usually. The it's the timing, it's a timing issue, it's a timing issue. So you also want to watch our spatial pressure video. Well, you should explain to her what loading looks like. So loading is when your dog is walking. It's walking like, hey, everything's cool. And all of a sudden, then it sees something that it locks onto. That's loading. And that's sort of like pre-explosion. That's when you would use your no marker. No, and then, you know, whatever the consequence is. Yeah. Don't wait till she's already doing it because it's too late. And it's probably just going to make her act worse. Yeah. Next. Charles, how do I communicate to a large dog that the behavior I want him to stop is placing his paw on me? He can't figure out what I want him to stop. So what's you want him to stop? Putting what? his paw on him. Dog's putting his paw on the guy. On Charles. Oh, on Charles. So you can say no. Every time he does it, just say no. And then you could correct. You can, you can do a correction. And the dog will parrot. Dog will parrot. You can also put it on command too. You can also put it. You can also put it on command if you wanted to. So, a lot of dogs will do that on command. Next, Helen. Hi, I have two questions. One, I took your advice with dog and anxiety peeing in the basement, so I put him in the crate. He has no issues going in and staying in for short periods of time, but when he wants out, he manages to get out of the crate. Any other ideas? Yes. Hold on. There's more. Two. Same dog has leash reactivity with other dogs. I stim him when I see him loading, but he still goes nuts as soon as the barking dogs come running up to their invisible fence. And he knows which house because he kind of anticipates. Yes, they do. Yeah. So as far as the um, getting out of the crate, dogs are pretty sneaky. So what you need to do is we definitely have dealt with our share of crate breakers. You have to start, you've got to take these crates and you've got to zip tie them, like zip tie all the, um, the corners, the connection, the connection spots, and then you can use carabiners on the doors. And um, you can also put the, you, you believe it or not, you can use a remote collar. And when you see the dog trying to break out of the crate, you can correct it. And the dog is not gonna create a negative association with the crate. It already has a negative association with the crate. All we've ever seen the dog is do better in the crates. So we've, we've stopped crate breakers Dogs that literally destroy crates, dogs that break out of crates, dogs that break their teeth on crates. Um, thousands of dogs we've stopped from breaking out of crates. And um, it teaches them how to then relax relax in the crates. So um, I'm glad the dog stopped peeing in the basement, that's for sure. And as far as um, going nuts with dogs, technically it's an off-leash dog. I know it's racing up to an underground fence, but the dog doesn't understand what an underground fence is. And um, all a dog's a dog is seeing is a probably barking, running, 
dog racing towards it. And that's a big threat to a lot of dogs. So what you can start doing is creating space at the beginning, start creating space and advocating for your dog. And um, that would be the first step and tightening up your heel. And then obviously correcting any, well, you already are correcting loading, but check your timing on that. Um, start out with those things. So, and then dogs absolutely know when, like what houses are have dogs. I mean, they're not stupid. They remember those things. They remember those things. Next. Emily, mine does that too. It's frustrating for family and friends who want to pet her, but it gets her really wound up. You have to catch her in the right state of mind and really have a calm energy, which is hard for people who are excited to see her. I know. I know. So, I mean, you could, yeah. you could, tr we, we, so in other words, we train like for my instance, my Malinois, like can be in a total Zen down. And as soon as you start petting him, he <laughs> literally flips out in a good way. Well, I don't, so I don't funny. think so. He's like, I love it. he's literally like bonkers. On his back, what's that? What's around. that cereal? Cocoa for Cocoa Puffs? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes, yes. He's literally just like, or Tony the Tiger. Are you Cocoa know. Puffs still around? Yeah. I can't remember the last time I ate cereal. Yeah, so, so are Fruit Loops. Wow. Yeah, Cheerios. Damn, I used to love cereal. Captain Crunch. Yeah, and then, all, and, the, and then all the generics, you know? Yeah. And then all the private label ones, you know, stuff like that. So I think that, um, uh, what was the question? The dog goes crazy when it gets pet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a common issue. So, but you actually can role play that. Teach duration and then role play excitement. Role play like, oh my God, you're so cute. You're so pretty. And then you can correct the dog for getting too excited. It sounds crazy that you would correct the dog. Yeah, and for then they just excited. learn to be calm. Calmness gets me affection. Right. But you have to make it clear. You can't be giving them mixed messages. Right. Like, oh, miss, I love you. Correct. And then still pet. Like, that's so unfair. The right. dog's like, what the hell do you want? Right. You're going to make it clear. Right. You get crazy. You get a little correction. Oh, you're calm now. Walk away. Come back. Oh, you're so calm. Calm right. pets. Like, you got to, like, right. work your way up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like a learning thing like anything else. I mean, I'm, at least I'm glad you're not. But this is the thing, though. When dogs get overly excited, they can use their mouth inappropriately. They can jump on you. They can scratch you. There's, there's, they can knock people down. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, yeah, non benefits. Like I play rough with Wes, and there's times where I'm like, oh my god, like you're gonna like put my whole hand in your mouth, right? Because he just gets so amped. But like I'm putting myself in that position. Like you want to play like a dog. Like they use their teeth. Right, right. If you're gonna be dog like, so is the dog. Yeah. So, to the dog, it's a big game. Yeah. Next. Helga said thanks. Carol, we moved into an apartment after relocating to Utah. We are waiting for our new build to be completed. Mm. Our dog barks when someone approaches our property. When we lived in a house, now that we are in an apartment, there's obviously more foot traffic, and she barks, growls inside our apartment at a lot of neighbors outside. Yeah, I can imagine. We tell her to be quiet, and she settles quickly, but we don't want her to stop alerting us to others approaching our apartment, even if it's just in passing by, because... I don't know where the rest is. So who's that? Well, I just got bumped. That okay. was Carol. So Carol, you know, I understand the concept of a dog protecting property. I get it. But you can always train that. But this is a different situation. Number one, you can have locks on the door. You can have an alarm system in your property. You can have um, all kinds of like, you know, the, the, the pole up on the door handle. And there's a lot of ways to secure your property. And I think if somebody was actually breaking in, your dog would alert. But your dog is literally barking at people walking down the hall, it sounds like. So I think it's probably a good idea to stop that. And and if if a consequence like a remote cow or, or, um, is not followed up with no, your no is going to be sort of watered down. It's going to be it's going to be watered down. So I get, though, if you're moving to a house that has lots of property, your dog will be outside. You want to use it as an as an early alarm system. Again, outside, there's many ways to also, you know, to do that as well. But then you'll be outside. I mean, if you say you're buying you bought you bought some land. Congratulations, by the way. And then your build lumber prices are through the roof right now. Sure. Are. So I hope hopefully things are not being delayed. Um, uh I don't know what's going on in Utah, but I mean, across the nation, lumber is out of control. Um, so, you know, you can always train it back next. Um, Donna, my dog gets overexcited when people come to our home. If they show any emotion like hugging, he will bite. 
I don't know how to fix this issue. He has become a liability. Yeah. So train the out away from people command. So that's the, the out away from people is one thing. Train a solid place command. And um, between those two, you'll have a great head start next. Also, so I would stop free roaming. Yeah. I just don't want your dog to just walk around the house freely. Just when, when you can make it so knock on the door, doorbell means go to a spot. You can also create your dog, create your dog. That's not the final answer, but for now, that's probably the smartest thing when people come over next. Zan, hi guys. I have a question. My client's dog, Border Collie, started chasing shadows. We went through all the training program already and he was pretty much okay for about half a year when suddenly two weeks ago, he starts with the shadow chasing. Yeah. Any idea how to correct it? Yeah, remote collar. Yeah. A lot of those OCD dogs chase shadows, dogs chase little light things like reflections too. From Refle watch. Reflections and like some people use laser pens, but dogs sometimes like literally will like they'll pick up the shadow from a circular fan on the ground. And dogs, I mean, dogs chase a lot of different things, you know, you know, dust particles, you know. So um, remote collar correction stops that next. Charles, it's like he wants to shake with me, but he's very clumsy about it. Then you can teach better shake. Teach better shake. Yep, that you can do. Next. Melissa, hi from Texas. Okay, so my one-year-old golden doodle will go to his place in down position on verbal command. But when told to stay, he only stays for a max of two to three minutes. Any suggestions on how I can make him stay longer? Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's missing is the correction stage of training. So, you know, what a lot of people do is they'll, your dog obviously knows what place is. So, you know, re, you know remote collar, prong collar on the dog, leash on the dog. Dog, and this is for dogs that already know the command, by the way. So your dog obviously knows it because you're saying the word and the dog's going to it. Therefore, the dog knows the command. So you've already done your repetitions. So no, and then firm leash pop, which is called the consequence. And now the consequence is um, I don't come off place. So we have clients that come in for a one-on-one -on -one that will, the dog, um, same situation, or at a seminar, um, same situation um, is is the dog knows place, but doesn't hold place. Well, now they will hold, now they'll hold place. Because no matter how much you reward a dog for staying on place, there's always something better out there. There's always something better out there. And then also you'll never, you'll never stop using the reward. Like you'll, you're like the dog's like, I'm, I'm not getting paid. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to hold it anymore. Next. Um, and at high, what do I do when my pup jumps on me? Um, you can do um, a lot of things. Watch my how to stop jumping video, but that you would need the help of another person. Um, but if you have a remote collar, you can also do it on your own next. Diane, thanks for saying to punish the screaming in the crate with our four month old dog. Mission accomplished three times with a correction. While in the crate, she has not screamed since. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dogs do, you know, people like people sometimes look a little bit too deep into things. Like, obviously, if your dog has to go to the bathroom, that's a different story. But if you've taken your dog, I can't tell you how many times you take your dog out to the bathroom, it definitely empties its bladder, goes back in the crate, and it starts whining and barking again. It just wants attention. But it's like, it's 10 o'clock at night. It's time for bed. Like, go to bed. Next. Poppy, hi, Jeff and Joel. Making progress on the duchy. He's sleeping until 5.45. Wow. Episodes are fewer and further apart. Goes home Sunday. Looking forward to getting a decent night's sleep. Good. That was Poppy. She was on the Zoom and she was like, that's the Dutchie that lives on a boat. Uh, yes. A Dutch Shepherd, 10-month-old Dutch Shepherd lives on a boat. And what Poppy has not had. But there was a lot of- Is a lot of a swim? There's a, there was a lot of tired people on that show that yeah. night. Yeah. Lindsay, um, me, Poppy. A lot, a lot of people. Yeah. We're getting, they keep you up all night, there's, man. There's a lot of, yeah. That's 5.45. Wow. From 2 o'clock in the morning. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Colleen, hi, I love your videos and advice. You have saved me. I have just a weird question from my German Shepherd. He can walk by like 100 people and be fine, yet every so often he'll lunge at a person and bark. Should I correct him? Which I do. Yeah. Some people say German Shepherds just tend to do that. Thank you. You guys are awesome. So so I own German Shepherds, and, and it doesn't make a difference. Um, I can own poodles, and they would do the same thing. Um, so, I mean, that behavior in poodles or golden doodles or okay, we've seen it, every breed of ins, dog insert like, okay this whole breed specific behavior is pretty much across the board on all breeds on all breeds next wait you didn't even answer the question so <laughs> so the question is yes correct it yeah. and for someone to say german shepherds do that 
so does every other breed, though. So that was the. And also, though, we have German Shepherds, three in this room that do not do that. Right. Exactly. Because they've been trained. Right. So, so, so I think if you don't give the dog that information, it's going to con continue to do that next. And that you answered my question. I appreciate your information. Bonker helped my pup. He's such a good eight month old. The only issue is jumping. We'll fix it. So can, you can fix that tonight. Next. Monique, you are awesome. Told me before to use a prong collar on my dog after she launched after a car and hurt me. <sighs> I now have peaceful walks with her. Thank yeah. you. I, th I think people have to understand that the, the dangers of a lunging dog, the dog to the dog, but to the human, if it, yeah. if it gets knocked over, it could be, it could be horrific. I mean, I mean, you can get a concussion, you can pull a muscle, you can break a bone. I mean, we've you know, talked to any emergency room um, doctor or, or intake person, and there's been some serious frequent injuries they have nothing to do with dog bites. No. No, it's always dragging you down, knocking over, dragging you down, pulling you down, or pulled. The dog that just came in today, down. he's not aggressive. He's just unruly. The owner has young children. She's like, I'm afraid one day he's going to jump on me when I have the baby in my arms. Right. Like, could you imagine that? Yeah. In a so way, it, it doesn't have to be aggressive to be like dangerous. Yeah, definitely not. Um, Shayna, we are fostering a dog and. When we have him and our dogs on leash or out on a walk, they do fine. But off leash, they go after each other. What should we do? Well, the easy answer would be is don't let them off leash, but that's not the final answer. Um, you'd have to correct that. You'd have to set them up with remote collars. You do a leash drag. You muzzle them up. You set them up. and You make it suck to do that behavior. That's that's a one-on-one. -on -one. There's a lot of variables. There's so many variables to that because I'm going to need a lot more information from you. The bottom line is it's de de definitely going to be a punitive-based protocol. Next. Um, Carol, first time posting. I've trained my dog using your videos. Awesome. Well, thank you. Good job, Carol. And, and, and Carol, good job doing all the hard work. Next. Aubrey, thank you. The Patreon content and Zoom have helped a lot. Highly recommend to others to join. We still slip up sometimes, but have not had a full-on reactive display in a long time. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I mean, I think that, that there's so many people out there that are doing the work themselves that are making dramatic improvement that it's it's really impressive it's really impressive so to, so kudos to all of you julie one of my dogs a roddy did you hear that yes one of my dogs a roddy seems very stressed around the pool when my other dog swims hmm. or when people swim he runs around the pool barking appears yeah. to try to grab her by the neck when she returns to the steps like he's trying to pull her out of the pool right i've tried putting him inside but he barks and jumps on the door any suggestions so a couple of things you can do he's not stressed he's just like being a dog he's just being a dog that's what dogs do the dogs when they see humans or dogs in the pool they don't want to go in the pool they just run around the pool and then yeah. grabbing another dog by the neck is just like a common thing that a lot of dogs do with each other even if there was no pool involved at all they that's like that's common play and whether the dog thinks it's saving the life of the other dog or not i don't i do not know um but but i think that there's a couple of options you can teach the dog a good downstay a good place command and the dog could be there also you can have a remote collar on the dog if it's in the house you can correct it for jumping on the window and for barking so you've got a lot you just have to be more proactive on that one. Next. Pat said, that's me. My diet is plant-based, but I feed raw to my dog. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yep. Yep. Jay, thank you so much. I know it was silly and I know they lick their butts. I personally don't let him lick my face, but my husband does and my niece does. LOL. I figured it was probably fine. Thank you guys. You're awesome. You'll find out, right? You'll find out if you've got a, if you've got a family case of salmonella, then, you know, then you'll know. Next. Aubrey, we also feed raw. There are many balanced commercial raw out there if you don't want to prep raw food. Yeah, there really is. There, yeah. there definitely more more is now. more and more. I've th I have thought I have thought about going with pre-made. Same. Pre-made. Just, just get those. Have one. Just get so the, much just get those rolls. It's like you need a pound and a half a day. Boom, cut it up. Give it to the dog. Pay three ninety nine a pound. Four ninety nine a pound. Could be a little bit more money, but boy, so the easier. amount of time, time. and effort shopping for all the stuff so and then, I have to go take freaking all this organ and, and out then, the fridge. and then prepping it and then it's like yeah so much time yeah 
Liz, can you do a video about what raw foods you feed your dogs one day? I have a good idea about what I'm going to do, but with like other ideas. You know what I would know? And I'll tell you why. Because what I'd like you to do instead, it's not because I want you to buy this ebook, but if you go to SallyCanineTraining.com and go to our shop, there is a great ebook there that will educate you about raw food more. I'm a student of raw. I'm not a teacher of raw. So more about raw than, than you'll ever need to know. Supplementation, and all of it. Everything. It's the whole deal. Everything. Next. Shiva, I have a large mini Aussie who is the sweetest and even submissive to my chihuahua. But when the chi yelps, he attacks him and it's really bad. Last time he bit my husband when he jumped in to stop him. Huge bite. We tried everything, including training, behavior mod, anxiety meds, etc. So what you need to do is put a muzzle on the dog, get the chihuahua to, this is if you want to have the, the, the dog muzzle trained so it's comfortable in the muzzle. And, or have a leash on the dog and get ready to like hold it back and simulate that sound somehow. Oh my God. I, oh, excuse me. Uh, Start out with it just like on place or something. Just desensitize it to that noise. Yeah. And I would, I would. Chihuahua's do, yelping on YouTube. I mean, there's tons of just, just yipping, yipping. And yeah, that, yip, I guess that sets off a lot of dogs. That yeah. Sound, baby, that high cry, pitch, like, baby crying does that. Yeah. And um, the reason why your husband got bit, unfortunately, because it was his hand was in the wrong place at the wrong time, um, which is common, which is it's not acceptable, but it's common. Um, uh, so it's it's scary. It's definitely very, definitely very, very scary. You don't want to see it. It doesn't take much to unfortunately kill a chihuahua. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Linda's own a couple of them and, and, and they're very fragile. They're next, any small breed dog, their necks like can rats. They're so little. They're, yeah. can go quick. Next. Lori, do you often use the long haired comfort pads or any of the other ones on the e-collar? We use not the long haired comfort pads as much as we use the thick fur, yeah, um, I actually don't like those contact points. Uh, what do you call those things? The wings. The wings. I don't the like wings. Those. But some 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 trainers and owners swear by the wings, Lori. They swear by them. They love them. Next. Tessa, how to train a dog to sit still while placing on collars, e-collars. I put him in a sit, but he tends to thrash his head around and makes it difficult to apply his gear. How can I correct this without any gear on him? You can use a bonker, believe it or not. I know it sounds crazy. It's like then the dog will have a negative association with putting on the gear on. It's like, no, it will not. No, it won't. Why? Because we do that and we've never seen that happen. All we see is a dog stop thrashing. Next. And always say no first before any correction. Next. Tessa, how to train a dog. Oops, sorry about that. Marianne, my eight-month-old golden doodle barks and lunges at other dogs on walks, even with the prong collar and popping the leash saying, leave it. She stands up and bites the leash when doing so. Yep. So you don't have to say leave it. Just use the word no. I mean, they're just words. They really, it doesn't matter if leave it works, but you might as well switch to no since it's not working. Leave it's not working. You're probably underwhelming the dog. And also it could be your timing. And also just because you're using a certain tool, that doesn't mean that it's going to work. It's more about the training. Um, so most likely it's your timing. Next. And then there's a lot of other, sorry to say next, there's a lot of other variables in the whole course of the day i think that's why we want to do a class just on like just like what's what's the day maybe that's the name of the uh the class what's the rest of the day look like i like that yeah next um m hildebrand boarding facility which would you prefer dogs playing together or keep the dogs separate um i don't know i don't know what your dog's like and i don't know what the other dogs are like i don't know how many people are monitoring it you know next Marianne, my same eight-month-old golden doodle is okay with only me touching her when eating, but has growled and snapped at my kids for touching her while yeah. eating, but is okay with them being, I don't know where the rest is. So, you know, I, you know, this is not the final answer. You definitely would want to fix this, but I've just got a firm policy. When a dog is eating, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Why, why do we have to touch dogs when they're eating? I mean, should we be able to? Sure. But Children, when you see that dog eating a bone or um, or its food, don't touch it. It's it's just a good lesson for for children to learn in general, just in general, whether it's your dog or any dog. Next, Mandy, what are your thoughts about hypothyroidism, dog aggression? 
Have you seen it? If so, are there improvements? Getting my English Bulldog tested because he recently attacked me. Didn't land a bite. It was corrected with an e-collar. So um, we don't test for it, but um, it's so rare that we don't test for it. It, um, and that's the that's actually the breed that would actually probably have the highest percentage of positive, like it being an issue. And then if it gets on meds, it can possibly help. That's like one specific situation. You know what I mean? Um, that's not like dogs on meds don't bite anymore. This is a specific issue with a specific breed of dog um, that, that it's seen um, a lot in. Um, but that's a medical question. That's more of a medical question. But you know, you can have it. There's a place out in Arizona, I believe, that tests for it. Um, a specific doctor, and there's a specific blood test you need to get a sample of, and then you send it out to them. Um, and that that's um, you'd have to find out with it with the, how the test came back. But most dogs, it, it that are aggressive. We see so many dogs that are aggressive that like it's more behavioral than anything else. Next. Aubrey door manners dog used to lurk around the door, but no jumping ever since I started having him place when people knock, he can hold place, but gets over the top excited once released. It's like place amplified his excitement. How do I fix that? Um, keep the dog on a leash. And when you release the dog, correct it for being overexcited. Next. Um, Julie, thank you. Your advice did help me with my dog who gets super anxious, excited when going toward the car or house door. Mm. She will stay at heel now while approaching, but is still panting, looking side to side, yep. whining, etc. Yep. yep. in a panic to get in. She's on a prong, haven't started to e-collar yet. So you can actually, so number one, kudos to you for making the improvements. And now the next step is to start. So the panting and the side to side and the anxiousness is the lack of doing the bad behavior. And that's the next thing to actually work on next. Marianne, I already read that. Um, uh, Anya, my Husky is very good at removing her muzzle. I want to take her back to the dog park. Since COVID, we stopped. She seems to have become aggressive with other dogs. Still loves people, though. What can I do? Um, don't go, go back. Do not go back to the dog park. That's a long answer. I need to know way more about your dog. Also, there's all kinds of other dogs at the dog park that we know nothing about. If you have a dog aggressive dog, I would please, please, please keep it out of a keep it out of a dog park. That's not fair to other dogs. Now you can still have play dates, you can still have social dates, but with other dogs that you know and you you know the owner, you know the dog, you know the dog's behavior, you're you're you you can do slower introductions. Um and uh and as far as as far as muzzling, you can muzzle condition your dog. You can you can make it so the muzzle can't come off. Um one suggestion is taking um uh, double stick, not double stick tape, self-sticking, um, like the vet tape, vet, vet, wrap. Vet, vet wrap and get it on their dew claws. They use their dew claws to actually get behind, um, the muzzle and pull it off. Um, but I would really, I'd please stay out of the dog park next. Carol, thanks for answering my question. I get asked so often about my dog's good behavior. I have a document on my phone that I can text to someone with solid canine training info with the links to your social media platforms. Oh, wow. I've been asked if I'm a dog trainer. My response is no. I'm a dog owner that knows how to watch YouTube videos and apply what I've learned. Thanks for helping so many of us. Yeah, but you're, Carol, you are technically a love dog it. trainer. Like, I think we all are. So kudos, kudos to you for all the hard work. I love it. She has a document on her phone. That's great. She is spreading the good word. Yep. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Peter says, hi, J&J. Hey, Peter. Grimly, also plant-based, but feed raw to my dogs. Worried about the predicted meat shortages. No lab meat for my pup. Yeah, it's getting pricey out there, man. Whew. It's not as bad as when 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 COVID first started. Prices on raw meat. I get, it was, Well, the worst of it was beef, which I can't feed West beef, even right. though pork is so expensive right now. Right. It's like $4 a pound at our place wholesale yeah it's really funny because Insane. sometimes we buy from a wholesaler a meat wholesaler who sells to retail stores and sometimes we can go to like a discount retail store and get retail cheaper than wholesale quality wise it's probably not as good but it's yeah. still human grade yeah i mean pe don't care. people are still like using it for their barbecues and they're they're know. You know, eating it so um yeah yeah um, Jesse said, what's up, J&J? Hope you guys are well. Thank, yeah, thank you. I, and I don't know if it's a meat shortage or a, a, a supply chain shortage, a supply chain a slowdown. 
Because I think that's one of the big issues. I don't yeah. know. Dakota says, hey, guys, do you have any tips for getting a dog used to a cat? I'm taking in a baby cat until I can find her a home. And at the moment, I can't have my dog around her. Appreciate your live stream. So thank you. Um, I think there's a right now, if you're just like, it's a temporary thing, you might want to just keep them separate. You just want to keep them separate right now. <clears throat> Liz, LOL. I had a feeling I'd get that. I'm not a nutritionist expert. Yeah. Sir. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, st I stay in my lane. And then also, I'll just say, tell you right now, it's like Susan Tanner says, do you train Schutzen? No, I don't. I don't do any dog sports, whether it's dock diving or or I'm just a family pet dog trainer. And, and my specialty is stopping and I want to behaviors. Next. Magdalena. Hey, guys, I've had my seven-month-old puppy for about a month now, and I keep her on a schedule, crate trained, and on a prong collar for walks. She is still reactive to dogs and people on our walks. We practice leash and spatial pressure, but I still struggle with this. She's very selective with people and is extremely skittish and barks and growls when someone tries to get closer. I currently don't let anyone near her, but I would like to really tackle this and have her properly socialized. So I would do one-on-one -on -one, and I'm not telling people to do a one-on-one. -on -one just Seven months. That's like fear stage. Yeah. Too. So just to drive traffic to a paid platform of mine, but there's so many, is that Magdalena? Yeah. Yeah. Magdalena. There's so many variables, Magdalena. There's so many variables. There's like time, the timing of all the information you're delivering to your dog, the way you're walking, how well is the, how well is the heel? Are you holding your dog accountable in the house for other things? Do you have structure in the house for other things? Are you doing a permission-based lifestyle? Um, I mean, there's so many other variables that, that that come into play. Next. Yep. Marianne, I used your advice on bonking the crate when my puppy was three months and she stopped barking. My puppy would also purposely chew up her pee pads when we first brought her home mm. because she knew it would get our attention. Yes. And I used the bonker to bonk the pee pad while chewing and it worked. Yes. Go yes, figure. it's it's like it's. She said, "Also advise family to watch your bonker videos, and it worked for them too." Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it does. That's why we bonk. So because it works. It's not just for aggression. It's for a lot of unwanted behaviors. It's a very very effective way to stop an unwanted behavior. And all it is is literally a soft rolled up towel. That's all it is. Say no and deploy. Next. Chad, food aggression, dog growls, and now has bitten. Hand feeding is what I suggested. Me. Make sure people leave him alone when he eats. Any other suggestions? Yeah, don't do hand feeding. Old English sheepdog. Yeah, don't do hand feeding to, to keep the kids away and teach the out command. But just all, or crate the dog when it's eating. I mean, it's like so. Are we eliminating or managing or like it's a combination of everything? Next, Thomas. How do I get my dog to just relax? The minute I get up, you can see the stress start with him and his separation anxiety is so bad. Even if I go to the bathroom or just leave the room at anytime he automatically gets up and waits in his crate and just never relaxes. So you actually can teach your dog how to go <laughs> lie back down in the crate when you leave the room that's done with a remote collar and probably possibly a video camera. Next. Susan, you already said Robin, New York city pork chops on sale for two ninety nine a pound. That's that's bonus. Bonus ones. Probably like average. They are here because right you now. Need, would need pork loin, like pork loin can be cheap. Like Walmart's got it. Uh, Wesley, any cut of pork, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I need he, higher fat for him, though. Right. Thing. Yeah, but the loin, I, I picked up a, a piece. I forgot how much it was. It was probably like 17 bucks for the thing. It was probably a five-pound piece. Yeah, right run around $3 a pound. Anna, That's I'm helping a friend with his Doberman girl, six years old. She's super dog aggressive, freaks out, and loses control. She was bitten when she was younger. She's super stressed, and her energy level is beyond high. Nobody is able to control her. She also pulls horrible on the leash. At home, she's a gentle, calm girl. She also loves lives with two Doberman males, and she is good with them. We don't know what to do. Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variables. Yeah. There's a lot of variables there. Um, what I would do is probably have more structure at the house. Number one, I would have again. It all goes back to like structure at the home. It all starts at home. And then also do driveway drills. I've got a video on driveway drills. And that's just pretty much running your dog through basic commands up and down the driveway. And then start spreading out through a little bit farther away from the house. And a lot of it, again, is just based on just is timing and then knowing how to apply a correction. Next. Drazzy, Aunt Girl. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Things are really good. Hey. Really, really good. Um, Suzanne, Susan said, so you do one-on-one home or at solid canine? We do solid canine, solid canine, but I was talking also about online. 
I do a ton of virtual one-on-ones like all day long around the world, around the world. Next. Drazzy Ant Girl, I got bit for being stupid. Remind me not to entice a Mally to chase and catch because they will face palm. So Drazzy, uh -oh. that's something you definitely don't want to do. Yes. Malinois, oh. anytime you get a Malinois worked up, oh, it, yeah. you're probably going to end up with some teeth somewhere. Sometimes when I'm like fucking around with text like getting them all i'm like he's he could there's always that chance he could his mouth just opens and it's just like free game he's just like ah. <laughs> he he's he's not known to do that but no any dog, any could, dog could but melon his or, mouth is just so big but melon definitely used their mouth next said hi guys nice to chat live again been very busy thankfully awesome proud of you Robin said pork loin. And yep. Susan said market basket. Pork loin is yeah. cheap. Yep. We don't have any market baskets by us. We don't? No. Yeah, think, there's I, one opening. There's, I was just going to say, I think there's one opening. Oh, you know what? There might be one in Cranston. There's probably some in Mass. Like, yeah. Just yeah. across the border. Yep, exactly. All right, everybody. Six o'clock. We are gone. And I will see everybody next week. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. I'm heading off to Chicago for another fantastic seminar. Take care. Bye-bye. Good night.